Hey, thanks for checking out our show. If you like what you hear, we have tons of additional content at patreon.com slash the media lunch break. Oh, mother of God. How are you? Never better, Chris. What? Never better. Well, then that's the end of the show. Good night, everybody. That's it. I'm feeling much better. I can't remember if I told you that what I can't remember. I don't remember what we talked about last week because I was I was a little under the weather. I think you told me this. Or it was just apparent in your just general demeanor. It was apparent because I have a son, so it was me. But Rowan got sick. I, I brought that up last week. And then immediately after that, Melinda and I got sick. He was fine. He was sick for like two days. And then we were sick for like seven. Sarah's leaving everyone. Goodbye, Sarah. Bye. We love you. We do. Mostly because she's going to go buy me food now. You and I have a lot to talk about after this episode is over. I oh, have stuff I want to run what are by you. you. Gonna take me to task? What's the, what is I'm this? I'm going to take you to dinner. Oh, yeah. Figuratively. And make you pay for it. Uh, also figuratively. <laughs> and also literally. Because it's Arby's. But also figuratively because it's Arby's. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Uh, never better. I don't believe you. That's the I don't end. believe you. That's the end of the show. I just wanted to get out of this episode as quickly as possible. I'm all right. I think uh, I'm trying to think if um, there's anything to report. And there's not, except for the fact that it's fucking hot, man. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. If I ever stepped outside, I'd be miserable. <laughs> you would be. It would. It's absolutely awful out there. Can I tell you as well? I lived 10 years of my life. In various New York City apartments with a fucking window unit that worked some of the time. <laughs> and there is, there's, no, look, I used to snub my nose at people. Is that the word? Uh, snub my nose? Sure. Let's say it is. I know what you're getting at. You, you know, I lifted my nose, tur- to li- up, yeah, tipped my up nose, nose, turned my nose up, whatever it is. So you all know what I'm saying. You did a thing with your nose where you shoved a, up someone's asshole. It did the thing where you make it look like a little piggy nose. At people... Who lived in Jersey, and it's cheaper, I have central air, I can still go to the city whenever I want, it's, uh, for the love of God, get out. Uh, Not you, necessarily, but just people in general. Just in general, but also specifically me. But also specifically you, and pay for it. Okay. Bring me Arby's. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Yeah, that felt right. Welcome to the Media Lunch Break, bringing you all of your comic, geek, and movie news, all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and deliver Andrew some Arby's. My name is Chris Trebo, as long as, uh, whoa, oh, went off the tracks right at the end there. I liked it. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Dunsay. Hello, Andrew. What are you looking at? The, the, I thought I read this wrong. The the tag for your tea? on my tea bag, and I mean that literally. <laughs> Is uh, it says? I thought I read it wrong. It says over three hundred years they've been in business, and I was like, that can't be right. But that's what it says. I mean, it's tea. It's dry leaves in a small bag. I'm sure somebody had figured this out early on. It's probably how old this tea bag is. That's what I thought you were going to say. It said is that this tea is three hundred years old. Chris, we have very important business to discuss right now before we get into the Tuesday news day. I know it's everyone's favorite day of the week, and it's very important. It's the best damn day of the week. But, but hold, hold, hold. 
hold. The, we have an announcement to make. Okay. Because you and I yes. are planning to expand the podcast. Yes, we are. So here's what I'd like to run by you. We haven't actually said anything in stone yet. We're super professional. How do you feel yeah. about... About getting two new co-hosts for the media lunch break and we just fuck off? Yeah. Yeah, great. Okay, Sounds cool. Sounds good to me. If we can't do that, okay. how do you feel about getting some pilots in that are due the end of August. Yeah, I'm good with this. I'm good with this. Gives people a month. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So yep, here's yep. the deal, everyone. We're looking to expand this show into a network. We already have our Tuesday show, so don't nobody try to fucking take our spots there. No, you don't get Tuesday. You don't get okay? Tuesday. That is reserved specifically for the Newsday. And whatever the other and thing. And the Reviews Day. Oh, the Reviews Day. I know. I just that came up with that. Good. It's pretty yeah. good, right? But what we do have is a very large, wide opening. Wednesday through Monday. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so we'd like to fill those slots. Yeah. Which means we have an opening for four things. Here's what we want to do. We want to do seasons. Yeah. So we'd like to produce six to ten, would you say, episodes of each show? Yeah, that sounds about right. Depending on what the show is, yeah, right. I feel like that, that sounds about right. So there's sort of a, a one to two step audition process, depending on how you want to look at it. We just want a pilot that is super rough. It can be fucking recorded on your phone, for fuck's sake. Yep. If you don't have music that you want, that's fine. You can just say the theme song goes here. Right. What we want is something that gives us a sense of how long an episode is going to be, mm-hmm. the tone of the episode, and what we can expect from any given episode. You can have one, two, three hosts, however you like. It doesn't have to be well edited or anything like that. Just get it in an audio format and you can send it over to the media lunch break at gmail.com by the last day of August. Whether that's the 30th or the 31st, we'll never know. (laughs) And um, the reason I say one to two audition steps is because we're going to pick four that we really like. And we're going to give all of them a slot on our network for one season. Yes. And if that season does really well, or we just really like it, (laughs) we'll play favorites. Nepotism is totally fine here. Yep. Then maybe we'll ask you to come back for a second season. Or, additionally, if you don't get in the first season, don't feel too bad. We might be holding out for you for the next season. Maybe we want to just bring it on for them. Maybe we have... You know, four shows that work really well with each other and yours just doesn't fit in that. But the next time we get three new shows that are also all about sex with inanimate objects. Right. So all four of these shows now work together. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And like Andrew said, really, we're just looking for essentially the essence, the the je ne sais quoi of what the of what the podcast is going to be. We'll worry I'm gonna about have to stop you right there, Chris, because. Um, uh huh. That French, uh, what it means, I, I don't know what exactly. We just need, we just need the Colonel. We just need the. It has to be about Colonel Sanders. It has to be about Colonel. Oh man, if you could do a podcast, a season a of a bio season? of Colonel Sanders. My God, if you make that compelling, I'll, I'll take it. Extra points if you don't get sued by KFC. Yep, but yeah, basically we're just looking for the essence of, of what this thing is going to be, and we'll worry about kind of production value and editing and that sort of thing later. But we want to, we want to hear a good idea. We want to hear something kind of original and um, whether it's the idea itself or just the people doing it. You know what I mean? Like if they got a good chemistry together, that sort of thing. That's really all we're looking for at this point. And we'll deal with the other stuff later. So if you're like, ah, I got a shitty mic and I got no way to edit and I don't have any themes. Don't worry about that. We'll, We'll figure that out later. We just want to hear like, what do you got? 
content wise? What do you got to offer us as an idea? I've always had this idea for a podcast. If you're one of those people, there's a thousand of you out there. Put it down on a mic. Just put it down on a mic and send it over to us at themediallunchbreak at gmail.com. And the most important part of this whole thing, it will be paid. Not very much, but we'll figure out something, but it will be paid. The goal is to get a group of podcasts that we can record a whole season of in a day and we can pay you pretty well for that day is the goal. Yeah, exactly. So all in all, I'm excited about this. I'm excited to hear what people send in. I'm excited to see what uh, what comes of this. I know you and I have been talking about trying to do something like this for for a long time, so I'm I'm happy it's finally here. Yeah, I'm happy we're finally getting a show about Colonel Sanders. The time is nigh. I'm going to stop you right there, Andrew. Uh, That that French that you just said, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Oh, sorry. Colonial Sanders. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Excellent. Should we get to the news? Let's get to the fucking news. It is Tuesday. Newsday, the best damn day of the week. It's not the Tuesday reviews day. It's the Tuesday Tuesday news news day. Ooh, I like that. And next week, we're going to have to reverse that. But we're going to say this exact same <laughs> it's thing. It's going to be hard. Yep. It's going to be real hard to keep track. It's going to be hard to remember a thing that we did seven days ago. <laughs> I know I can't. Andrew, I got some news. Do you have some news? I have so much news. Too much news. Oh, good. Because I have next to no news. But I have some news to offer you. So much news. Actually, I got. I have a news story. I was thinking about you when I read this news story. But last week, you told me how your in-laws were using your Netflix account and then took over paying for it and then canceled your Netflix account because they were no longer watching Netflix, right? Is this news? What's happening? So here's the thing. It just came out last week that Netflix lost over a million subscribers this past quarter. A million subscribers. It just makes me wonder, how many Netflix accounts were your in-laws using? Uh, 999,999? Apparently, man, they did a lot of damage. (laughs) Holy cow. A million subscribe. I mean, all right. So someone out there is going to fact check me. And I know for uh, I'm I'm rounding up from uh, to a million from a whole. I think it's nine hundred and seventy thousand subscribers in one quarter. Wow. That was that's crazy. Not this even is the second time this has happened in two quarters. Right. Yes. Stra- not even Stranger Things. Was able to like or umbrella stem the academy tie. or umbrella academy or the gray man, which you and I have no interest in watching, but <laughs> but it's got two good actors. It's got and the Russo brothers, yeah. And it's I find that amazing because while people were subscri- were unsubscribing, I guess as a parting gift, as soon as you hit unsubscribe, it started to automatically play red notice for you. So that <laughs> must be where all those numbers come from. This is insane, man. What is going on over at Netflix? This is crazy. And it's over the whole quarter. Because I was going to say, is there any way? Because at first I thought you said like last week or something or the past month. And and that would have made more sense to me because Stranger Things season four is over. People are realizing they can just cancel their subscription and pick it back up when season five comes up. Umbrella Academy finished their season. Mm -hmm. What else is what else is coming out right now? Nothing. Wow. This is just. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild to me. To be fair. Go ahead. To be fair. Yes. They gained a subscriber as well. 
because we went back in. <laughs> That's Oh, did you? Yeah, we had to because they got our son addicted to that stupid train crack show. He's addicted to it. It's crazy. Yeah, the kids' shows they are They put insane. an addictive chemical in their trains that make you crave it fortnightly. Yeah, this is... See, here's the thing, is that they're going to have to adjust something because... At this point, and I was trying to think about which direction they should go, because I know they're going to ask me. And is it go more in the direction of developing original content for themselves? Or do they go almost in the opposite direction of like kind of abandoning that and just being more what they were before, which is just like a hub of just like every every other thing and not and leave the original content to other people? Yeah. I suspect this quarterly loss is due in part because they've been doing the Ike Perlmutter thing. They're penny pinching. So from my understanding of what's going on over at the production side of Netflix, they are trying to move away from stuff that people already like and trying to put their money into new properties because that way you make all the money on the profits. Right. But that is... One, you're putting a lot of trust into the quality of something you don't know how it's going to turn out, as opposed to putting money into something that is already a winner. And additionally, it's always going to be a roulette spin, even if it's good, even if you think the quality is good. There's no telling if it's going to go viral or get picked up. Nobody had any idea Stranger Things was going to be anywhere near the hit that it ended up being. So I think... Their best bet is to maybe try to do a little bit of both, be a little pickier about their new properties. But also, every time I think like, oh, man, I want to watch this movie, I go to Netflix. It's the only place it isn't. Yes. It'll be on Disney. It'll be on Amazon. It'll be on Hulu. But it's never fucking on Netflix. Right. Whatever it is. Yeah. Other than that stupid train show. Yeah. It, well, here's the thing. And, and kind of close to what you were saying. First of all, I think instead of, you're right. Instead of penny pinching on kind of their original program, like you can double down on it. And make something really good. But the other thing is you have to trust the viewers to come to it and to return to it. Like how many shows there's um, what's that one that we love that we always use as a reference for this for, with um, the woman from it. I am um, not OK with this. I am not OK with this. Thank you. Where that ran for one season. It was fan. Fantastic. Oh, so good. But because the algorithm said that not enough people watched it or something, they just dump it. Yeah. Right. It was a mix of that. And it came right out uh, right when they would have been doing the second season was right at the beginning of COVID. So it was really like six of one, half dozen of the other. Yes. But it was like yes, if yes, they yes. were smart, they would pick that one back up. Right. Exactly. And and it was one of those things where, you know, and this is what people have been saying about Netflix is they go, I'm sick of investing myself in characters that I love and like getting really an emotional attachment to these shows. And then they go, ah, the algorithm said that it's no longer viable. So we're just going to dump it. And they don't give us like, we're going to do one more season then. Right. And we'll put it out there. Uh, and let it have a, a natural finish to it so that later on when people find it because they're digging through Netflix, they can binge their way through four seasons of something and watch a full story arc. Right. So that's one. They need to trust that people will stick with something. They need to trust that people uh, when they're passionate about it, they're going to come back to it again. But also the reason they need to invest more, I think, and go more into the original program is that. Now everyone has a streaming service. And this is actually kind of more towards what you were saying with that crazy ass train show and everything. Because my kids love Netflix. Yeah. And we are constantly on the kids 
the kids user us too of netflix and something i've noticed is that if you're a parent you probably noticed this already a lot of the shows on there they have like one season on two seasons on because but not the full series and that and it doesn't update and the reason is that a lot of those shows are now fully on a different streaming service, right? My kid is really into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles right now, and he's really into Transformers. Both of those are owned by Paramount. Yeah. So guess where the, the full four seasons of those shows are? They're on Paramount+. Plus. I get one season of the Netflix show, and I'm like, that's cool and all, but I know it's not coming. Because Paramount Plus is going to go like, well, we got our own thing. I'm not going to give it to Netflix now. I'm going to ride the streaming contract out that we signed with them. Until it's done, and then I'm going to take my ball and go home. And it's cutting your nose off to spite your face because you're not going to pay extra to Paramount Plus just for those two shows. Right. So, like, but you would watch Netflix more and maybe be more, maybe someone would be more inclined to get on Netflix if they had all those shows and they would win that person's money. Exactly. And Paramount would take a cut of that as well. Right. Which you're not going to spend full price to get Paramount's thing, but they can get a cut of you watching it on Netflix. But see, here's the thing. If enough, if if that happens enough times where I'm like, oh, this show only has, uh, you know, I look up a show and I'm like, oh, this actually has like five seasons to it, but I can only find this one season on Netflix. If that happens enough times, I'm going to go like, well, what am I paying for Netflix for? I'll take this money and I'll dump it into Paramount Plus. I'll Disney, dump it into Disney Plus, Disney Peacock, Plus, whatever. Yeah. I, that's one for me that I think if I could only afford one and there are many, many people out there who can only afford one, it's Disney Plus. It's right. all the Marvel movies, all the Star Wars movies, yeah. all the old school, you know, Disney classics. Right. It's everything. Yeah. Netflix is very quickly becoming the leftovers of the streaming service. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's whatever the studios either don't care if they're on someone else's net streaming service for, or the contracts haven't run out for yet. Yes. You know, that type of thing. But I mean, it's just crazy. They also said that starting next year, they're going to introduce a cheaper tier, which is going to be an ad with ad tier. So you'll get so basically you pay a cheap Netflix price and you can watch whatever you want, but it has so it makes it worse. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I've always said about Netflix. I wish it was worse. Yeah, exactly. They don't need a cheaper, worse option. Right. We need a better option for the same price. Yeah. They need to streamline their streaming service. They need to go back to basically kind of go back to basics. The only reason that Disney plus is able to be so vast is because they already have a back catalog that is huge of their own material. Right. Well, and frankly, the only reason Netflix is able to, to be where it is today, as vast as it is today is because they started that way. Right. They depended on people renting they were blockbuster people were renting videos that already existed right exactly but what i'm saying now is now that all of that is going away and people are pulling their stuff off of netflix pare down start to get rid of that stuff and it'll look i would rather pay for the price for netflix on a on a pared down version with a with a few with fewer options but better options of like original Netflix material. Sure. You know so what I mean? So sort of similar to like cable that like you get certain channels. Yeah. You pay less for certain shows. Right. But but yeah. that's the thing. It's like if I went on Netflix tomorrow 
and the thousands of movie that movies that are on there right now were gone. But what was left over was things like Stranger Things, Red Notice, Gray Man, Adam Project. Uh, you know, uh, I am not okay with this Umbrella Academy. Well, and how about even you cut the price by twenty five percent, and you and you only get the kids stuff. That'd actually be a great. Oh man, that's a great idea. Because half the people who do it only get it for the kids stuff anyway. And the uh, and uh, the other half actually never even go to the kids stuff because right. it's all you know it's the kids stuff it's just like netflix light you know what yeah. i mean that's actually a brilliant idea that they won't do that they won't do <laughs> yeah but that's actually a really good idea anyway i'm just it's one of those ongoing things i'm like fascinated to to see what's going to happen yeah it, it, netflix reminds me of sideshow bob in that episode of the simpsons where he keeps running into rakes, rakes. yeah exactly <laughs> uh eventually they'll make it through all those rakes but until know, then man. man it's a lot of stuff in we'll the see face. uh what do you got sir chris we have some breaking news oh it's being reported that the online movement for Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League was largely made up of mindless drones <laughs> that were soullessly following a program. But now it looks like there might have also been fake media accounts. That's amazing. I only saw the headline for this just as we were about to come out, so I didn't Holy shit. To, yeah, yeah. So, please. So, Rolling Stone magazine is reporting that they have three online legitimacy checking sources that all have evidence supporting the claim that 13% of the accounts that made posts about the Snyder Cut are fake. That's incredible. Part of that evidence is a report showing that ForSnyderCut.com, which is reportedly responsible for spreading the, quote, release the Snyder Cut hashtag, was registered to an ad agency that advertised their ability to provide, quote, cheap, instant avatar traffic to your website. Wow. Zack Snyder says he had nothing to do with this and accuses WB of using it to promote their streaming service, saying they were, quote, trying to leverage my fan base to bolster subscribers to their new streaming service, end quote. That being said, Rolling Stone spoke to more than 20 people in the cast and crew who all said they believed it to be Zack Snyder's doing. I I don't know if it was Zack Snyder's doing. Listen, everybody kind of gained in this. You know what I mean? Like I could see what Zack Snyder's saying and I would believe I could believe that story. That sounds one. Let me just say as well, I don't have this in my notes, but one anonymous source who was close to Snyder at the time. Yeah. According to Rolling Stone said uh, that he was manipulating marketing regularly, even outside of this in a, in a, what did, how did he describe it? He described it something like, in a magnitude of like the style of Lex Luthor. Yeah. I mean, listen, all through this, you saw Snyder, you know, kind of fanning the flames every time, like every time there was something about release the Snyder cut. He was never like, guys, just call like it's it's fine. Like You know, the movie came ended. He was always very supportive of this. So, you know, the idea that he would do something like this to get the movie out. It doesn't surprise me whatsoever. I mean, I guess the the weirder thing is I, I'm almost not sure what the lesson is to take away from this because the Snyder Cut is a better version of Justice League anyway. So the bots were right, I guess. Sort of. It still wasn't. I guess I'd call it good. Right. But it wasn't very good. <laughs> right. But it wasn't. But what I'm saying is like if 
between the two options of the two movies. Oh, certainly. You know what I mean? I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying like, oh, the bots made a great call. But I'm also curious as to which one ended up making WB more money. Because one had ticket sales. Yes. And the other one had streaming. Like how many people. Subscribers. Yeah. How many people subscribed just to see that movie? Right. I mean, again, it's the age old question of how many people stuck around for a second month. You know what I mean? Right. I would imagine Justice League original recipe is is probably technically the most profitable one. I don't know, though, because it didn't make a profit. No, it didn't. But I'm saying if you're saying like, just like we said, it has ticket sales, which is. A more yeah. condensed version of the dollar. And also, though, it just costs more. Yeah, it costs like, more. If, yeah. if you're going to do one month of whatever their thing is, HBO or whatever. HBO Max, yeah. You're paying probably, I don't know, eight, ten bucks. I don't know how much it costs. But, like, you go to see Justice League in 3D, you're paying, like, 25 bucks. You're bringing your family, you're paying almost 100. It, well, that's the thing, is that worse comes to worse. I think it's, like, it might be twelve ninety nine. So, let's say, if it's twelve ninety nine. For one month of HBO Max, that's roughly this is under and this is a low price, but that's roughly the price of a movie ticket of a standard movie nationwide nationwide. Yeah. Yeah. But as we've said many times, that twelve ninety nine doesn't just get you the Snyder cut. It gets you a lot of other stuff. And that twelve ninety nine gets you. It could be one person watching. It could be four people watching. It could be your, you know, you could have a block party for all we know. Right. You know, whereas that twelve ninety nine for a movie theater, that's one person. And then the three that you sneak in the back door. We all know that you do it. Yeah, I, I, again, I just find it fascinating. Like, weirdly enough, though, of the two versions of the movie, the Snyder Cut is the better version, I think, of the movie. I, I disagree that it's weird. He had an extra, like, two years to fix it or whatever. No, uh, no, no Sorry. I think it's kind of incredible that the bots somehow found its way to make to getting the better version of a movie released. Than the, <laughs> I see. I, th- I think that's, a, I that's incredible right there. Yeah. I don't think it's weird that he had two years to fix a movie and then made a better movie. I think it's crazy that we have all this stuff about like a fake artificial intelligence steering uh, the, the ways of a, of a streaming service and and a studio to release a certain film and it's son of a bitch. It's a better version of the film. (laughs) Who would have known it? I don't like where this leads us anymore. Where else? What else will the bots force us to watch? (laughs) Listen, Andrew, you know, they say the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. All right. Just after gaining Adam Scott for the Madam Web movie, Sony delayed the Madam Web movie from July 7th to October 6th of 2023. Producers said that they're going to release the movie just as soon as they can figure out how to make a two-hour movie about a woman who never leaves her chair. <laughs> I, yeah, we've not really talked about this movie, mainly because I keep looking at the news for this and I'm like, it's a movie about a woman who doesn't leave her chair. So I don't know how, how serious I'm taking this movie, but they keep getting cast for it. And they yeah, keep look, it's been the updates it. have been in the ticker on Patreon on our videos we put up on Patreon every single week. I know we got was Emma Stone. Uh, yeah, Dakota Johnson as Madam Web, I believe. And now Adam Scott. I don't know who Adam Scott is playing. Uh, I don't know if Adam Scott knows who Adam Scott is playing. I think Adam Web, uh, Madam Web. It's Adam Web. It's Adam Web. Yes. <laughs> Madam Webb's on-again, off-again boyfriend from college. It could be an alternate universe. Oh, that would be great. And it's just Adam Scott, but his last name is Webb. In a folding chair. 
That'd be great. Yeah. That'd be amazing. I didn't know it got delayed. That's wild. I don't know what they're doing over there. I Listen, actually, I'm taking this as a good sign because this is a real breakaway from Sony's usual norm of just, you know, taking a terrible idea and then just barreling ahead with it. And then they would later on usually decide what the plot's going to be after they release the movie and then can just release a patch to theaters. That's usually (laughs) the fact that they're getting this out of the way early, I think, is really encouraging to me. Maybe they're finally learning some good lessons over there. Maybe the bots are telling them to do it. I don't know. It could be. Yeah, that'd be great. But yeah, this is uh, I, I have no idea. I'm. Glad it's delayed because it gives me more time to wrap my head around the idea that they're making a Madam Web movie. I don't know what yeah. this is. What well, this I is. mean, they were gonna make a, a Aunt May movie for a while, right? I don't think they still are. I don't think they still should. <laughs> I, yeah, because it was gonna be like uh, Aunt May is a spy or something like that. I don't. Yeah, I honest to God, I don't know what the. Fu- I, I mean, Madam Web must be part of their. Sinister Six. Yeah. Right? Because they, they, Venom, Morbius, Craven. Madam Web. Madam Web, right? Vulture. Vulture. That's five. Oh, what's the one that uh, that rapper is playing? Muerte. Is it El Muerte? Muerto. El Muerto. Oh, I think it's yes. the, the dead as opposed to the death is what I was. I thought El Muerte. I think that's the death. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's favorite Spider-Man villain. Right. From that one issue. From that one. He's, hey, 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 hey. He's in two issues. Oh, check yourself. Is he on the last splash page of the issue beforehand? And then no, it's the, they no. He oh. he gets put into the hospital by Spider-Man in one issue. And then in the second issue, someone comes to kill him in his hospital bed and Spider-Man saves him. And they both work together as a team. That's adorable. Before you wreck yourself. Okay. Sorry, I was finishing what I said before. No problem. Of course, of course. Yeah, I think they're just piecing together a Sinister Six with whoever they've got. And I think Matt, they're like. We keep saying all these guys are heroes, but they're not actually heroes. So we should actually take one of our characters that's a real hero and put them in this if we're going to make them seem like heroes. Well, Madam Webb's always been sort of a shady character. Yeah, she's on the line. Yeah. But she's not like out there eating thugs and I don't know. Whatever. Right. But even Venom becomes an antihero. He becomes. A, yeah, yeah, I forget. It's Agent Agent Venom, I think, is who he becomes. And he's a good guy. He works for like shield and shit. So I and and the way they have done Morbius, he's not a particularly villainous or particularly good. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah. think. OK, I, this is just coming to me now. Now that I'm looking at the whole picture of like all these characters, I feel like. Sony's doubling down on this whole multiverse thing and they're still trying to shoehorn their way into it the way that they had. I mean, they were like, well, you put Eddie Brock at the post credit scene in No Way Home and, you know, uh, our one of our Spider-Man's was in No Way Home and and the Vulture's now in our universe. So uh, maybe so I think because Madam Webb typically is someone who like can kind of see multiverse wise, all the different spider totems. That's uh, as far as I know, that's what, that's all I know. Yeah. She's a very mystical being that sort of has interdimensional powers and, uh, sort of like, uh, uh, like, uh, ESP when it comes to that. Yeah. So I feel like there is she, she's going to serve as this sinister Six's professor X. Oh, okay. I was going to say, uh, this, this sinister six is Nick Fury. Great. Uh, same same diff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the hub. She's the person who's like, there's this thing going on and I've gathered a team of 
Well, I, the, they didn't answer the phone, but you guys were around. And <laughs> I guess you'll do. That's fine. You got yeah. this guy's got some goo and yeah. you, what do you do? You suck blood or something that I that'll come in handy. Uh, and this guy uh, has a gun. <laughs> that'll work. Great. That, this yeah. works. Flying guy. Take the guy with a gun and go <laughs> get this thing. And the uh, uh, two of you. Well, we've got a guy with a gun. Actually, I don't need the other two. But you guys stand by in case we need to. <laughs> That's the. Uh, you guys stand there with the phone in case someone needs to call 911. Yeah. Or if we get hungry, uh, you're on pizza. <laughs> That's pretty much. That's pretty much it. I think we just cracked it. They can release yeah. the movie back in July now. I think we just cracked the the plot for them. It's pretty. That was pretty easy. Yeah. And better than whatever movie this is going to be. And then the post credit scene, Adam Scott shows up and he's like, "Oh fuck, what is this?" I'm Adam Scott, the actor. He just walks into a room and he's like, "Did you guys order pizza?" And they're like, "Are you Adam Scott?" Credits, 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 credits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's, or he's the pizza delivery guy oh no in this scenario he was both for me okay great he was the actor adam scott delivering a pizza and they're like are you adam scott and he's like don't judge my life he's like yes and they're like i love you in parks and rec credits credits he's credits, like i got bills credit. to pay yeah exactly have you seen severance on apple plus and they're like no and he's like exactly here's your pizza he's like he's like haven't you heard of severance and they're like oh yeah it's a great show and he's like no no i mean i got i got laid off i got severance, severance yeah for leaving yeah Apparently that's a really good show. I'm sure it is. Yeah. He's a, he's up for an Emmy for that show. Great. Yeah. That had nothing to do with anything. I just, you know, wanted to share a little something with you. Yeah. It's just a movie based podcast. So why would you even bring that up? You're right. Cause we never talk television shows here. No, uh, sorry. I, I forgot it wasn't a movie. I was, I was <laughs> being sarcastic and saying it's like, it's a TV show based. Uh, we, we only talk about television all the time. Why would you mention it on true. the show? Uh, that's right. We have fun here. We make <sighs> jokes. Taika Waititi is reportedly developing the next Star Wars movie to be released, and he has big plans for it. It's going to be totally unrelated from the previous Star Wars films. It's going to utilize everything from the previous Star Wars films. It's not going to have any existing characters, and he asked Natalie Portman to be in it. But also, it might be canceled? What the fuck is going on? All of this sounds correct. All Here's the thing. As crazy as that sounds... All of that fits into a Star Wars movie. All right. Here's all the news from this. I'm going to try and rattle it off. So try to keep up, everyone. Okay. When asked if YTT was nervous about his movie potentially being canceled, because a lot of stuff over at Star Wars and Disney in particular has been uh, has lost development. It's gone into development hell. He said might happen to me. And I think Taika 10 years ago would be so panicked and nervous at the at the prospect of that. But if it's not right, it's not right. If it's not ready, it's not ready. With Star Wars, I don't want to rush. It's something I wouldn't want to just leap into and not feel that it's unique. It's my film, and it makes sense, because that would be a disaster. I'm writing at the moment, so I'm going to do my best to come up with an idea that everyone loves. Then, in a later interview, he said, quote, Look, I think for the Star Wars universe to expand, it has to expand. I don't think that I'm any use to the Star Wars universe making a film where everyone's like, Oh, great, well, that's the blueprints to the Millennium Falcon. Ah, that's Chewbacca's grandmother. That all stands alone. That's great. Though I would like to take something new and create some new characters and just expand the world. Otherwise, it feels like it's a very small story. Then... 
When a separate interviewer pointed out that a film without any Star Wars people or things isn't really a Star Wars movie, he said, quote, Now that I think about it, like as you were saying that, I was like, yeah, if you take away all the Star Wars stuff, it's not Star Wars. So I retract my thing that I said. And for anyone who doesn't know, he reportedly asked Natalie Portman if she'd ever be in a Star Wars movie. And again, for anyone who doesn't know, she's been in fucking three of them. And that's everything. So in other words, Taika Waititi either has no idea what he's doing or he's trolling the shit out of us. There's no reason it can't be both with him. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. I Here's what I have figured out is that he said one thing, but really whatever he says in an interview, it really depends on what three way he just came from like moments before. It's probably but, with Natalie Portman. <laughs> yes, that's the thing. And Chris Hemsworth. And Chris Hemsworth. That'd be a hell of a three-way. Anyway. Yeah, because one listen. of them's seven feet tall and the other one's three feet tall? Yes. Yes. Just the <laughs> logistics of it. I don't even <laughs> I don't even want to participate. Just mathematically, yeah, I don't understand. I just want to see the two of them walk into a room and I just go, make this work. <laughs> Figure this out. Let's say I want to see how you do this. Evidently, the only CGI used on Natalie Portman in uh, Thor Love and Thunder was to make her like a foot taller. Oh, really? Yeah, because a That's lot of people were saying like, oh, they CGI'd her arms, but like... No, she, no, she I know, really people did that. Like, I was going to say, people like us who have been keeping track of this, she's fucking jacked. Yeah, like, no, that was one of the reasons jacked. they announced that she was playing that character so early, because people were going to be like, so we know she's going to be in the next movie, and she has these like enormous arms all of a sudden. Right. But Kevin Feige said the only CGI used on her was to make her taller. Yeah, also, I don't think they've mastered CGI muscles that well yet to, to to have done it throughout the movie to that extent you know what i mean yeah to make someone like a slightly different version of themselves, themselves exactly we haven't yeah. quite gotten like if they wanted to make her look like chris hemsworth <laughs> then i think we've, we might have mastered that cgi to go like yeah. that crazy broad but right yeah to kind of just to just have her walk around and then just kind of have muscles uh, like when she's not flexing or something. I'm like, I don't think we've mastered that CGI. You basically, I mean, based on how small she was before she started prepping for this movie, you'd basically have to replace everything under her neck. Exactly. Yeah. I, <laughs> I almost said I agree with Taika Waititi and then I realized he said both things. So he said I like guess, four yes, I do. completely contrasting things. Listen, man, whatever Star Wars movie he's going to make is going to happen on the day of. Is all <laughs> I can uh, ascertain. Yeah, you're he's not gonna wrong. He's going to show up. And they're going to have like lightsabers and blasters, a couple of stormtroopers, yeah. some Wookiees, whatever, a couple of spaceships and like the CGI, you know, external hard drive or something. And they're like, what do you want to do? And he's like, uh, let's do let's use that thing. Give me a couple of those. Make some jokes, uh, man. Make some jokes. Here's a couple of lines I wrote on the car right over. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's have this happen. Has anyone in Star Wars ever said use the force? Can we try that? How about that? How about yeah, let's do that. And then a billion dollars later, we have a hit. Listen, whatever he's going to do, I he's one of those filmmakers I trust that I think he'll do something of quality. I think he's figuring it out right now. It does it's not like he's shooting tomorrow. Yeah. They've never he, he obviously hasn't even casted or anything. So he's kind of wrapping his head and this is a big project for a filmmaker to come to you know what I mean there's a big it's a big universe it's a lot of pressure even for Taika Waititi who's taken on two Marvel movies and won an Oscar at this point tackling something like Star Wars there's a heritage to this there's a legacy to this that like comes with a lot of baggage so I think right now he's just like 
Hey, what the fuck do I want to do with this? Like, where do I want to go with this? You know, if you, I'm honest, I'm a little worried that I'm getting sick of his movies. I could see that. Because they do all kind of feel the same. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I mean, he has he has a definite voice to him, a distinct voice to him, which is at least refreshing that you're like, you can watch a Taika Waititi movie and be like, that's a Taika Waititi movie, mainly because he's usually in that. Well, right? yeah, because he's playing the most absurd character. Right. I, um, I mean, listen, here's the thing, though, is that may, it might just be that his kind of franchise movies start to feel that way because Joe, as in, you know, basically Thor, but anything where he's kind of playing around in someone else's sandbox. Well, I, I even think I think it might be that he has sort of two voices or he has it's not that he has two voices. He has one thing he really likes doing. Mm-hmm. And I think if he goes to 10 on that. You get Thor Love and Thunder. You get um, What We Do in the Shadows. Like, those two feel very similar, right? It's just a few people on screen having fun, jerking each other around. Eating dick and jerking off. But then, yeah, if you dial it back, because there is a bit of that in Jojo Rabbit, but it's concentrated in specific moments. Right. And there's a heart to Jojo Rabbit as well that he's capable of doing. You know what, though? Now that you say that... That actually gives me kind of some hope, almost a new hope, if you will, for uh, for the Star Wars movie. See what I did there? Cause, cause no, it's I missed called, it. What did you say? Eh, it's not worth it. Anyway. Okay, great. That makes me want revenge of the shit you just said. Yep. There you go. Nailed it. <laughs> because if Kathy Kennedy has proven anything, it's that she likes her shit a certain way in Star Wars and... If it's not that way, she's going to raise him hell. You know what I mean? Like, look, look at Solo and Lord and Miller, who, like, were literally fired because apparently they were improving the shit out of some. And she was like, no, that's, that's true. Not Star Wars. Yeah. Right. So if you get someone like Taika Waititi and he is going to ramp it up to his his 10, but she catches it early enough and can kind of ramp him back down. Yeah then you kind of hit a nice middle. You're going to hit a nice seven or eight, which is right where you want to land with this. I think this kind of encouragement, because he's obviously capable of doing like a seven or an eight. So I think this could be something really good if they kind of, again, if it doesn't get too far in the process to the point that he'll get fired, which also, by the way, I think he's going to get fired. I think yeah. no, I, I don't think this is going to actually happen. Oh, listen, if it does, I won't be completely surprised. Yeah. But when, when they come out and they're like, Taika Waititi has moved on to something else because of creative differences. I'm going to be like, yeah, that sounds about right. I'm sure they couldn't zero in on a plot that he liked that he couldn't ramp up to 10 and that they were okay with. So, well, I'm sure they, you know, they'll check out his rehearsal schedule or his filming schedule and it'll just every day. We'll just say improv. Right. Exactly. And they're going to be like, no, 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 no. Get Ron Howard in here. It just came out. It just got released that, uh, Daniel Kaluuya, is officially not returning for Black Panther two yeah. because he was uh, because he was too busy shooting another movie. Do you know what other movie he was shooting? Nope. Uh, well, here uh, let me. It was uh, Jordan Peele's new movie. Have you heard about this movie? Nope. Okay, I'm very happy with how this bit went. Thank you very much. 
Thank you for this. I've, I'm so happy you went along with this, and I'm so happy I tossed the ball. So there are some days, you know, when we when I toss the ball and you watch it go right by into the stands, and there are other days when you catch that shit and you just dunk it, and that was one of them. <laughs> Crushed him. So proud of us. Yep. Nope. Yep. Nope. Nope. Yeah, that one. Exactly. <laughs> Who's on first? Exactly. So I, uh, that kind of sucks. I mean, I'm, I, I haven't seen Nope, but I really, really want to. And it looks really, really good. Yeah. And honestly, I barely remember him in Black Panther. I remember he was there. Yes. He was like the, the best friend. I barely remember a best friend. I remember he was like the head of his, his like security. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and he was dating uh one of the Okoye. Yep. And I th- I remember they had to go sort of head to head cuz they had a disagreement. Right. Exactly. But uh, that's the only thing I remember. Yeah. <laughs> so I think based on what we've seen of Nope, I think it's a much better choice for him. I think so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus he's now, I mean, his star has really risen a lot. I mean, he's got yeah. an Oscar now and everything. So you know, not that he couldn't. What did he return. win an Oscar for? He was playing the um, the Black Panther. He was playing T'Challa. Yep, that's it. Judas and the Black Messiah. Yes, thank you. And he was nominated for Get Out. And he was nominated for Get Out, but he won for Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah, I'm not surprised by this because honestly, at this point, with an Academy Award winner and and a previous Academy Award nominee, like if you're gonna put him in the movie, you almost at this point need to make him Black Panther or, you know, let him go. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a lot of not only it's a big star to have in your movie for to play the best friend of someone else, but also that's a big price tag at this point, too. It is. You know what I mean? Not that Marvel can't throw it around, but I'd say he was either going to be in it for like a scene or all of it. Yeah. You know, well, I think as well, like there are certain actors that they got because they were very good cheap prices which is a, a thing that Marvel does very well Robert Downey Jr. was one of them uh, Chris Hemsworth, Tom Hiddleston and I don't know how much he was paid but I imagine Chadwick Boseman was no exception. Right, I agree So I, I don't imagine they want to replace this guy that they got who was a gold mine for them and also an incredible talent for probably very cheap with a guy who will probably bring in just as much money on a franchise that has already been established with the previous gold mine, but now they're paying like 10 times as much to the superstar. Right. And they also they also like and, and to the credit, this is something that we've we both said we kind of like about it. They like finding new talent. Yeah. And it works for them for two reasons. One, you get a fresh face onto the scene and you're not coming at a character like a, a Shang-Chi or something, and you're looking and going, that's actually the guy from, you know what I mean? You're you're not looking at a star. You're looking at the character of Shang-Chi, which is why they always like to cast a lot of unknown people as a superhero. But two, they're kind of then almost wrapped around your finger. Like they, there is not an obligation to come back, but like they are aware that they are who they are. They are the star that they are after they leave the, you know, Chris Evans has left Captain America, but knows that everyone knows who he is because he was Captain America. Hugh Jackman knows everyone knows who he is because he was Wolverine. And so they're more willing to come back, even if it's just for a cameo or a couple of scenes or something like that, they're more willing to come back for something like that, because they kind of know that's that's what made them. And so they're willing to kind of pay homage to that. But when Daniel Kaluuya was in 
Black Panther, he was already an Oscar nominee. You know, he had already had Get Out. It's one of the, you know, things that kind of got him into Black Panther. So he doesn't need that. You know, he's not that unknown star. I just was reading a review with Wyatt Russell, who plays... No, don't remember that character's name. He plays the anti-Captain America. Okay, yeah. In Falcon and Winter Soldier. Don't remember his name. U.S. US, Marsh, US, US Soldier? Agent. U.S. Agent. U.S. That's agent. That's the one, yeah. So he plays U.S. Agent. Doesn't go by that name. He's got some generic name. It's like John Howard or something. But John John. Yeah, something like that. But uh, he, I read an interview with him where he said it was the most surprising thing that had ever happened to him when they asked him to do it because he had just got done doing a show called Lodge 49. It was his first big break. It was a TV show. Yeah. And he played this, like, drunk bum. Right. Who's, like, not in good shape. He just sleeps on the couch all day. And he had a, like, full beard, and he was just this useless guy who was just sort of falling from place to place. And then and then when he went to them, they showed him a picture of the character he was playing, and he thought it was Captain America. And he was like... No, I'm not doing this. <laughs> right. Right. And and he still was like, okay, I, once they explained who it was, he was like, okay, he's kind of a villain. I could put my hand into this and shape it kind of how I want. There's no expectation for this character. He's not this guy who has a perfect moral compass that's always pointing north. And he was like, I could sort of make this what I want it to be. But he's another guy that, like, you don't expect. You know he's a good actor. So they'll shove a little money at him and put him in the thing. and Get him in the gym. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He said all of his muscle that he put on is gone. Right. And he's like, I don't know what's going to happen if they ask me to come back. <laughs> they'll, they'll throw more money at him and they'll put yeah. him back in the gym. And that's, yeah. that's pretty much what they do. Like, I mean, yeah. honestly, if you look at, like, Chris Hemsworth in between Thor movies, he's fit. But he's not he's like extremely fit. He's not yes. as big. Yes, he's not. That's what I'm saying. He's not yeah. as big. Chris Evans is the same way. They're like, yeah. they're they're extremely fit. I'm not saying that they're not, but like they're more of like a lean. You know, like look at look at him in Ghostbusters compared to him in Thor. Well, that was a while ago, though. I, I would say it's interesting because Hemsworth. Well, that was before he had the app. Sure, you know, and Hemsworth right? between so. Thor movies now looks like Hemsworth. In the first Thor movie. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's <laughs> like, grown to such yeah, size. In between yeah. every set of films, he looks like he did two movies ago. <laughs> yeah. He, just, he keeps getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, whatever. After he gets done with Thor, one Thor movie, he just goes down to like he just ate the other Thor. Yes, That's right. pretty much it. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, what? Uh, yeah, that was mine. What do you got? <laughs> this just in. James Cameron doesn't give a shitting fuck about your stupid dicking bullshit, you fucking bitch ass son of a bitch. Fuck. I don't even care what this story is. <laughs> I don't even care. <laughs> While talking to Empire about his first Avatar film, Cameron said, quote, the trolls will have it that nobody gives a shit and they can't remember the characters' names or one damn thing that happened in the movie. Then they see the movie again and go, oh, okay, excuse me, let me shut the fuck up right now. So I'm not worried about that. <laughs> What the fuck is he even, what's happening? Where was this on? It was on Empire. Oh, I thought this was just him talking just to- Just on the streets. Yeah, he's waiting for a bus. Went up to a hot dog vendor. <laughs> and they're like, do you want relish or what? When asked about the three-hour runtime of the upcoming sequel, he added, quote, give me a fucking break. I've watched my kids sit and do five one-hour episodes in a row. <laughs> 
I think the real takeaways from this are that James Cameron skipped Sunday school and that I'm not going to see Avatar 2. No, I just... <laughs> oh my God, this guy's incredible. <laughs> Who knew he had such a fucking potty mouth? Oh yeah, no, he lets it fly sometimes, man. My ears aren't a fucking toilet, sir. Yeah. God damn. Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, I mean, the Avatar 2 runtime has got to be like three hours at the least. I won't pay to see three hours of Avatar 2. I will pay to see three hours of James Cameron <laughs> just tearing down whatever interview. If they could just do like just a, a just a, a like a YouTube video smash cut of all of his interview <laughs> answers. I don't even need to know the questions, honestly, yeah. with answers like that. Do you think he's gotten more aggravated as time has gone on? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember him being like this on like the the promotional tour of Terminator 2 or whatever. Titanic or yeah. Yeah. He's just gotten more and more just crotchety. I think I think he was this. I mean, I know I've heard stories about it that behind the scenes, this is what he's like all the time. Right. Is that like he wants what he wants. And if he doesn't get it, he's going to he's going to kind of Michael Bay it. He's going to like throw a fucking fit about this. But I like that slowly he's just gotten so old. He's like, listen, I've won Oscars. I've got not one, but two of the highest grossing movies of all time. I am unfucking stoppable, my friend. All right. I can and say watch this. Here's ten thousand dollars. Fire that guy. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, I can do whatever I want. Uh, and the other thing is, this isn't even ego. He kind of can. I know. Like, you know what I mean? You think, like, so you think it's just the veil has been lifting I think he's like, over time. what are you going to do? Fucking not let me make movies anymore? Every time I do, it's fucking gold. What are you going to do? Not watch my Smurf films? Exactly. But it's going to be, you're going to be the only one in the world. Right? <laughs> this is a guarantee. Every one of my movies is fucking gold, motherfucker. And he's not wrong. That's, that's where this comes from. He's not wrong. I say I'm not going to watch Avatar 2, but I'm going to end up seeing Avatar 2. I mean, come on. Yeah, at good. some point. I'm just not going to see it in theaters, probably. Yeah, but yeah, I I, I I just love, I just love, I love this. <laughs> see, here's the thing. He's, it's, it's, so Ridley Scott is this way now and he's this way. But the difference between Ridley Scott is that not all of his movies are box office smashes. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, name the last James Cameron directed flop. I was going to ask you if he's ever done it. Was it like the the I forget what it's called, but it was a long time ago. A, and even that, I don't think it was a flop necessarily, but it didn't do great. All right, let me. I'm going to IMDb his. I can't believe I have to IMDb James Cameron's directing what he's directed. Well, that's but, the thing is that he's done so few bad films, we can't even think of one. Right. Director. He's from Canada? Yes, he's Canadian. That's the most amazing thing about this whole thing. <laughs> he has that mouth and he's from Canada. Uh, so let's see. Piranha 2, The Spawning. That's probably yeah, the that worst. Yeah, that was like his first movie. Okay, Avatar. The Abyss, right? Like I've heard that it, it was revolutionary when it came to CGI, but yeah. I, I've heard it's not a great film. True Lies, I'm indifferent to. Right. But I'm just thinking, like, I think it, I'm just looking at the ones he's directed. Yeah, other than Piranha 2, which is like his first movie, essentially. 
The Abyss. The Abyss is probably the weakest or probably the lowest grossing. I can't believe five of the last things on it are Avatar. Oh, yeah. Five of the six. Oh, of the upcoming ones. I know. I love it. So, yeah, that's the thing is that, you know, he can say whatever he wants because he can also back it up. This is the thing I've always said about James Cameron. Love him or hate him. You can't fault him. He can back up anything that he says. That being said, do I want to see Avatar 2? No. But do I want to watch James Cameron do press for Avatar 2? All the goddamn day, man. <laughs> I Listen, I'll take five more Avatar movies if it means I get to we get to force James Cameron to answer stupid fucking millennial journalist questions <laughs> for hours on end and just watch him lose his ever loving mind. That'll be great. Every interviewer has to come in with a, an order of avocado toast. <laughs> he just <laughs> smashes it out of the hand. Get that shit out of my face and get me a fucking cheeseburger. Give me some fucking poutine. <laughs> and some ham. And you know what I mean by ham. Don't use you call it that fucking bacon shit. It's ham. God damn it. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, let's see. What else? What else do you got? Because I got kind of. I'm done. Uh, I'm I'm also uh, treble. Yeah. There, there you go. I can't think. See, that was just for you. Sometimes I gift you a little something. Sometimes it's herpes and sometimes it's that. Sometimes it's your dick in a box. It's the sweetest gift of all. Because it's sugar-coated. <laughs> that stings, but it's worth it. It's got weird. It got real weird. Not like James Cameron weird, just a different weird. Yeah. But weird nonetheless. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's it. So, hey, Andrew, hey, Andrew, hey, Andrew, we're going to find us. Well, they can fucking find us on Apple fucking Podcasts. They can shitting find us on shitting Spotify, fucking Google Podcasts, fucking iHeartRadio, fucking Pandora. Please watch my movie Avatar 7. You can also fucking find us on SoundCloud.com slash The Media Lunch Break. We're on Twitter, where our handle is at Media Lunch Break. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube.com slash The Media Lunch Break. We recently got a nice comment from someone I don't know. Do you know that person? I don't know that person either, but uh, they said I was right, so I'm going to show that to Sarah a lot. And they referred to you as Topher, which I- is a deep that. cut. Yes, it is. So they've been around for a while. So thank you, buddy. Wait, hold on. I'm gonna. Can I? Can I say their name on on the podcast? Yes, of course. Okay. Omar Del Rio. What is it? It's Omar Ramen Del Rio. Or Ram- ramen. It's- not only a great man, but a delicious lunch. Felt differently. It may be Ramon. I, I might. I'm gonna say ramen and Omar. If I'm saying that wrong, Raymond. Then uh, oh, there you go. I'm t- if, if you've listened to this podcast enough, you know I'm terrible at saying names. So you should feel yourself privileged to be amongst that group. Anyway, thanks for the sweet comment, even though uh, it came out of nowhere and was wildly inaccurate. <laughs> you just don't want anyone to say that I'm right because I'm going to live off of this for a while. <laughs> if you keep bringing it up, you're not going to live off of anything for very long. But you can also find us on TikTok, where our handle is at The Media Lunch Break. You can find us on Patreon. If you would like to give us a little bit of money, that's patreon.com slash the media lunch break. We love our patrons very much. We do. Uh, there's a certain tier. There, there's plenty of great benefits. My favorite is the Let's Get Intimate tier. We have souped up our video. If you want to watch the totally unedited video 
of us, our beautiful faces. Uh, Chris's face, don't worry, is covered with a microphone, so you don't have to look at that. But I make a point every single show to uh, show you my beautiful, I almost said blue eyes. I don't have blue eyes. Of brown eyes. Well, you have a you have a pair of blue eyes. They're just they're in a jar. They're someone else's <laughs> eyes, and you've yeah, that's right. removed them from someone, and they're yeah. in a jar now, yeah. sitting next to you. But every once in a while, you do bring them onto camera. That's true. But uh, if you want to do that, that's on Patreon.com/slash Media Lunch Break, and that video goes up ahead of time. It goes up early, so if you want to listen to the show early, unedited. You can uh, sneak in there, mm. and uh, and you can uncut. Some people would say I wouldn't. I almost did, but I didn't want to because I knew you'd say some shit. Because you knew I'd say it. Yes, yeah, so you can also send us an email at the media lunch break at gmail.com. Special announcement again: if you want to put in a pilot yes. for a a podcast that we would produce, you would write, you would record, send it over. You maintain the rights to that. Mm-hmm. We just want to help get it out there. We want to yes. bring in some content, some extra content because we've got some listeners and. We're doing one fucking thing a week. It seems right. like too little. Yeah, I feel like we could do more. Send us a pilot by the end of August to themedialunchbreak at gmail.com. You can also visit our website, which is www.themedialunchbreak.com. Give us a rating and a reviewing on iTunes, SoundCloud, or YouTube. Give us a good old thumbs up and a subscribe over there. Bing. Big old thumb straight up. Anyway, thank you to Julie. You wanted to say the butt. You wanted to say it. I did. I, I wanted it to you. so badly. And I but wanted I'm, to just say I'm proud of you for not doing it. I'm done channeling James Cameron. That's something James Cameron would say. That's true. He would. He would. He'd say, right up the old asshole, you motherfucker. Thanks, Julie. Oh, yeah. We were doing that. Thanks, yeah. Julie, for being an awesome patron and friend. Absolutely. A mutual friend of ours came into town and she forced me to give this individual a hug at gunpoint. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, so I did. Excellent. By the way, just so because every episode needs to have like an ongoing story arc that begins and then ends at the beginning of the show, Sarah left. And right now, as the show is ending, Sarah has returned. Wow. So it's like go. she knew. It's like she knew. Yeah, as Andrew was saying, if you want to leave a rating and review, it really does help. You can leave it right in app. How does it help? You don't know and I don't know, but I just know that it does. How does it help? Shrug. (laughs) I don't know, but they say that it does, so just do it. If you leave a five-star review, you can leave what... Nope, I always do that. If you leave a five-star rating, you can leave whatever kind of review you want in there. I do not care you could rip us a new asshole if you want to go on some sort of james cameron like tirade go for in fact actually that's what i want this week that's what i want for this week i want you to channel james cameron and 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 write a review of the show as if you were james cameron and just let a rip okay get i mean really get creative for it okay other than that next week is did we figure out what next week is gonna be? We haven't yet, have we? Oh my god. What's that? Those are, believe it or not, the kids that live beneath us. Wow. I think so. I think it was downstairs. Sarah's like, was that our kid or was that I think it was downstairs. 
Wow. That was loud. This is what we live with every <laughs> single day. Oh, yeah. What are we doing next week? I don't I know. Don't We're at know. least talking about the many deaths of Layla Starr. Yes, I am excited about that. Which was so a recommendation. Yeah, so we'll at least be talking about that and probably something else. It's not Paper Girls. Paper Girls isn't out yet, but we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But here's the deal. While we're figuring it out, as always, if you have an idea, if there's something you want us to talk about, if you have a question, a query you want to kind of like put forth or something, or you're like, hey, I found this thing. You guys should talk about this thing. You should review this movie. You should talk about this show. Put it forth. Send it over to us. All right. We're always looking for suggestions. We're going to be talking about the many deaths of Layla Star. Wait, did I get that title right? Yes. Oh, nice. <laughs> but if you have a different reading assignment, if you're like, I just read this and this is what you guys should read. You got to check this out. Send it over. If you're a creator and you made something, not a podcast, that's a different thing. We want you to send that too, but that's a whole different idea. But if you made a movie, if you shot a pilot, if you made a comic First of all, you shouldn't shoot a pilot. They're very important to flying the plane. Well, yeah, but you know, if they have a comic, just (laughs) wait till they land is all I'm saying. Okay. I don't want to judge somebody. I don't know what's going on in their life. You know what I'm saying? But if you got something that you made and you want to put some eyes and some ears on it, send it over to us. We'll give it some love. We'll give it a shout out. Yeah, that's it. That's all I... That's all I got, man. That's all I got. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. I'm proud of you. Aw, thanks. I'm proud of me, too. Yeah, you should be. What? Am I supposed to say I'm proud of you? No. Okay, good. All right, good. No, no. If you said you were proud of me, I would immediately retract my pride of you. You're right. So I passed the test. I would never belong to any club that would accept me as a member. member. Yes. Good quote. Good quote. That's my yearbook quote in high school. That does not surprise me. No, it does not. Did you ever find out whose kid that was? Nope, and I never will. <laughs> that's I probably feel like that's good. Yeah, it's yeah, probably. That's probably it feels pretty solid. That feels pretty solid. Yeah. Okay, cool. That was a great yeah. episode.